Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky. And joining me, as always, is the Money Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What is up, FAM? Hi. How doing? Wait, did you do the Magic podcast intro? I did. I did. We're not doing the uh, the the magic and uh, well, the friends and Animal Crossing, nor friends and vegetables. Those are still in the um, formulation phase. I would say is what we're going to call it right now. We're still kind of fleshing ideas out, uh, much as if you would take the flesh of a vegetable and turn it into something gl- glorious. That's what we're going to do. Okay. No band. Please never say <laughs> word of flesh and vegetable. I'll I'll become a meatarian. I can't. No. No band. We're Hello. Ba- Oh, hey, I'm Sean. So, <laughs> I'm so glad we're recording this for the first time. Yeah, this is totally not the second time we've attempted uh, recording the first part of this podcast. Not but all the, of us could say hi. This kind of just sums up, uh, I think, how we're all just kind of feeling right now. We've all been kind of cooped up. We're all just kind of a little out of sync. We're all just trying to find, you know, the best uh, <laughs> the best way to move forward. And I think the best way to move forward is to just quickly discuss how our weeks in magic have been. So that's what I want to know. How is everyone's week in magic? Conan Hawk, let's start with you. Uh, yeah. So I decided to start my quest to do the, uh, the weekly championships, the, the magic fest online thing. And, uh, it was interesting. Um, I went five and two in a tournament that only had five rounds that ended up counting, uh, which is weird. Uh, but that also didn't allow me to qualify for the weekend championship, so that that was unfortunate. Um, I was playing mono red in that one. I think mono red might not be where I want to be, so I'm going to start learning red black sacrifice this week. Red. And by start learning, he means try and swallow the fact that he has to play it because he absolutely hates the deck all the time, no matter what. Yeah, the deck is not particularly fun. But it is more fun than the other decks because I want to play something aggressive. But I don't know, like it, you just it, it just doesn't really do what I want to do. I just want to attack. I don't want to have to like throw things and do stuff and you know all that stuff. I just want to like you know put my creature into play and then like send them at my opponent. And then they die. Wait, did you just give spoilers for one of our upcoming segments? You're supposed to say redacted. <laughs> oh, my bad. I was gonna say in all the weeks of our podcast recording. I think Hawk has only liked exactly one standard deck ever. So. Is it mono white? Oh no, it's, it's green Jun white Fu. enchantments or whatever. <laughs> I was gonna say Jun. Fu. Apparently, there's three of them, but I thought it was just well, one Jun. No, Fu there was a uh, green white adventures I played at the main. Oh, yeah, that one. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, right. that I forgot about that one. If uh, if once upon a time were legal, it would still not be the best deck, <laughs> but it would be the deck I'd be playing. Fair. Brasky, I have such concerns about your beverage that no one can see right now. It's it's like nuclear yellow. I'm just <laughs> nuclear so yellow. It's a it's, like, it's like a radi- wheat beer with like a lemon radiation. in it. I think I saw my Fallout character drinking that when they needed to get rid yeah. of the radiation poisoning. It's true. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's actually just Radex right now. <laughs> I know we're in a world crisis, but we're not in that world crisis yet. Come on, people. This is the time to support microbreweries, and that's what I'm doing right now. Although it's not really in my neck of the woods. It's Goose Island, so it's from Chicago. But still, it's very important. I'm drinking a Goose Island 312 wheat beer with a lemon in it like a like a cultured person would. 
My favorite part is when I messaged the group chat while Eric was being upset about something. And I was like, why is Brasky drinking urine? And then he go, all he responds is Goose Island 3112, as if that would solve all of my inquiries. If you would be up to date of decent, uh, delicious microbrews, then I wouldn't need to defend myself, nor would I stand for these accusations about the color of the beverage that I drink. Listen, and the defense our- rests. Our fab podcast hasn't come out yet. Okay, you're you're delayed on our podcast. Listen, so our friends and beer podcast has not come out yet. That thing I would literally be couldn't even be a part of that one. It, it, they could just be me talking about. So there is this gluten free beer. It's awful, <laughs> um, but I tried a different one this time. It's like, it's yeah. like you in standard, Eric. There's no difference. <laughs> That's true. I have a brand. Got I have him. to stick to it. You got him. <laughs> I can tell you about some delightful vodkas. The Animal Crossing podcast would be the same thing, too. He's just like, well, I played Breath of the Wild today. It wasn't Animal Crossing. You know, at least it gives you an excuse not to use any deck with witches, though. And it's like, hey, you play junk food? No, I'm allergic to gluten. Yeah. But I'm... (laughs) That is is nice. Is there gluten in Animal Crossing? Do you have to, like, pull up, like, bread? If you, like, pull up, like, wheat, does it become bread? Can you sell those for... Know, whatever meat. magical Tom money nah, is. Right now, it's all about the turnips. I yeah. made some mad turnip money today. I saw someone make a million whatever hearts on the uh, Oh my god, uh, hearts? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, by, by selling spiders. They, yeah, they made they made a yeah, they, they made 1. 2 million bells by by selling spiders to something called Flint or Flink or something. I don't know. Fl- yeah. The oh, I don't guy. have him yet. I don't have him yet. He buys bugs for like double price or something. Well, what, I have just the fishing guy. I don't have the bug guy yet. Well, if if it doesn't matter for selling spiders or growing turnips or harvesting turnips, I I, I just need to know what you're turned up on right now. And Sean, I want to ask you, <laughs> what? what is it what? that you've done this week in Magic? <laughs> oh man, that was that's good, Nebraska. I'll give you that one. Yeah, you're welcome. We made you work for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Magic this week has been pretty whatever. I mean, I played, I think, three-ish Magic Fest online qualifiers, four, two, two of them, three, two, the other, or two, two, or something like that. Um, So not super great. Just kind of been all over. Don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing in standard right now. I played the deck Hawk told me to. That deck was good. Played the deck I wanted to. That deck was fine. Just lost in what I'm supposed to be doing in standard right now, so... Um, we'll be talking about it later, but I will be taking a break for standard, probably playing some historic. Nice. Okay. Well, so that's, that's what we're feeling right now, which is to be expected. It's towards the end of, of this latest release, especially in the world of standard. A lot of parts of the meta, if they're not solved, they're not things that interest us. So for some of us, it's like, Nyeh. for other people, it's, Nyeh. that's, that's where just kind of where we all kind of feel at. And Caroline, what's your feelings about what you've been up to in magic the past week? Uh, meh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm reading my show notes. Um, it's the trifecta. Well, I don't want to ruin... If I just tell you only we can match it, because I'll just ruin our whole segment that's like two minutes. <laughs> the whole thing is done. I played things. On. I did I did stuff, and I'll tell you about it later. You played Redacted. things. You did some stuff. All of it, oh, for the most part, like everything we did in Standard, is just kind of mm, meh. Well, there's 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 some things about the world of magic that are not meh. Some things that are enjoyable, or at the very least, uh, new and fresh, and things to discuss and talk about. And some of them uh, are 
the online tournaments that people have been participating in, some of the events that are going along with it. And one of the things that happened this past week was the Arena Community Cup, which was put on by the Mythic Society. And it was notable for many reasons. One, some top-notch Magic the Gathering was played. And two, uh, the coverage team was three of the four members of this podcast, in Conan Hawk, the Myelinguini, and myself. And if I do say so myself, it went off without any big hitches. It looked pretty solid. It felt really good. It was nice to kind of uh, engage with the gathering of Magic the Gathering a little bit. It was talking about the game with a bunch of people, engaging chat, doing all of that kind of stuff. It was an enjoyable experience. And so, uh, Caroline, I want to go back to you, just kind of jump back over to you. You know, What was your thoughts about doing coverage, being a part of the coverage team for this type of online-only event? Uh, it was pretty fun. I actually, I've been doing some coverage for a weekly league that we've been running, um, the VML league. So this was not my first time doing um, online co- coverage, but it was our first time using live matches. And I have to say that um, clearly my ideas were great and I think it worked really well. <laughs> oh, well, good for you. What were your ideas? Yeah, my ideas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All of our ideas. It was really fun. I think it was too fast. There was, it was a little awkward because we kind of like had to vamp between like the quarters and the semis and stuff, but otherwise it was pretty good. Conan, was that your, your similar feeling about doing the live coverage of the, uh, of the arena community cup? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the community cup was pretty great. Um, I, it like, I had very similar feelings to, to Caroline. One of the things I will say is, um, it's it's weird because I, I think Caroline brought up like the things went by so quickly. I think that a part of it is like the decks that we we're covering and the, and the matches that we we're covering. But I also think it has a lot to do with how quickly people play on arena. Um, it's really funny because like in paper, I think people like kind of like, you know, draw their card for the turn. They kind of like move cards around. They do this thing and that thing. And it feels like on arena people just like they like draw the card for the turn and they just kind of like fire things off. And maybe that's because of the rope and like a little bit of added pressure of that. But it was like, uh, Caroline would like kick it over to me, like kick it over to me for like a, like a, what I might do. And it was like the person had already like thrown a card in play and like attacked with other creatures. And I'm like, I, I, I guess, uh, I guess we're doing this. This is the thing that we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. It was really hard to like, have you think on a play when it was like three plays ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Okay. It, it is true on. though. It's, it's one of the biggest challenges in doing an esports event of this scope because this was you know arena community cup a lot of fun still you know like was it like thousand dollar store credit in the prize pool so there were still some stakes to be had but i've always found that the higher the stakes the longer the players take to make their choices and so when you have an event like this which was uh something on the line and something definitely to play for but a lot of the players were just there to enjoy to have fun to engage in the competitive side uh, of magic and to know that they were being broadcast at the same time they were kind of psyched about that that people just kind of play like they would if they were on ladder which is oh okay i'm gonna make this player i'm gonna make this play and we make decisions even a little bit quicker than we think we should have even though for the most part we think that they made good decisions they just act on them so quick and it's it it's that it provides a big challenge for the casters because i have done events both on the production side and the casting side where the stakes are super high and when the stakes are that high it doesn't matter if it's turn one play a land go that player is going to take the full allotted you know the full time allotted to them to even make that decision which makes it easier for us but at the same time 
it's that kind of give and take where sometimes they take so long that you're really just trying to fill the space. In this case, they're moving pretty quick. So you're trying to provide analysis and all of a sudden two, three actions have gone by and you're just trying to catch up with things. I can I, I cannot imagine how many games that I've lost over the course of my magic career by making the incorrect play on turn one, even if it's something as simple as, say, play land go. Um, I remember uh, Paulo, uh, Paulo Vitor Damaderosa, the, the world champ right now, um, actually has a story about that where I think he's playing like this five color zoo deck that has like fetch lands and shock lands. And he actually gets a warning from a judge to play faster because it's like it's turn one. What's the what like what do you really have to think about? And he's just like, if I fetch the wrong land on this turn, I probably lose the game on the spot. So I'm going to take my time. <laughs> and then he like plays this land, like tanks about it for a long time, like make sure that it's the right fetch land, plays it, and then fetches for the right land and then ends up winning the game. But it's just like that was probably the most important decision in the entire game, that game. And like the judge tried to like be like, hey, it shouldn't take you like more than 10 seconds to figure out to play your land. That's so what we should you can definitely do. do that. That's what we should do next time is that even the next coverage that we do is right off the bat, if they play an island, overanalyze the hell out of it for five minutes like even though we're on like turn three we're still going back to should they have played that island or should they have played the planes like that's the big that's the big question the entire thing and then just really let people be like wow these people are really all about these turn one plays <laughs> turn one's important <laughs> the, the thing that i i really enjoyed about it was the fact that um it, it kind of shows what you can do with magic arena uh, as a broadcast style thing, especially from you know a relatively amateur style sense, you know I'm I was running the production on on my PC and then I had y'all on Skype. We were uh, watching streams on Discord and we were putting things through OBS and doing all that. And and we were able to put together uh, a pretty decent um, stream, if I do say so myself. And all of that without a freaking spectate client in <laughs> Magic Arena. If we had a spectate client, then we could have done awesome things like oh I don't know see the opponent's hand properly, which you can do in more complex production sides of things where you have like direct connections into the, the player's computers and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, or even instead of like rebroadcasting other Twitch streams, which affects the video quality and all of that kind of thing. It, it was it was nice to see that we could put together a really solid product that people seem to enjoy, even though right now the client doesn't do all of which we want it to do. Yeah, uh, so... I know that I've said this before. Uh, I said it on the I, I said it on the broadcast, but uh, mad props to to Brasky on the on the backside of that because I it was like it was super sweet uh, just being able like he he was just like yelling in our well not yelling he was talking in our ear telling us what we were doing so uh, and then just like getting it all together. Um, Caroline obviously er, brought up the fact that she had all these brilliant ideas and uh, her idea was the 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 ob or the uh, the not obs sorry the discord um streaming thing so like that was like i think all together um along with like arthur um who's uh who was formerly part of the uh segoy magic team uh putting together like all the slides and the and the and the overlays and stuff like that was super awesome so i think overall everybody was just awesome uh, all i really did was talk um I, I did download or i did upload some deck lists i guess but uh everybody did an amazing job and it was super awesome well you knew the meta game which i also knew as well definitely new the metagame <laughs> yeah it, the, the metagame is just big giant green things right you just put a lot of lands into play and then and then play I, giant green monsters the metagame is just label your deck list something and then have caroline decide if it's actually that thing 
<laughs> like nice. I was I was so upset that one decklist was called Teamer Reclamation when it was clearly Teamer Flash and I was very upset about it. What about five one? color discard? Yeah, the five oh, color yeah, that, discard. That was good too. It was actually just Teamer Rec again. It was it was like it was like you see those Scooby Doo memes where they're like, All right, let's find out who this person really is and they lift the mask off of them and it's always, Oh, old man Thompson, that's what that was. People were labeling their decks or they were being mislabeled, so it was always, Oh, five color discard, let's look what's in this deck. Pull off the mask, teamer reclamation, and that's what it just kept being over and over again. But it was true. It it's a great example of how teamwork can help make something awesome. Because Caroline uh. had I believe the saying is make the dream it's, work. Yeah, come on, Brasky. <laughs> if teamwork makes the dream work, it's right there. You know, I was trying to save it for a segue later, but you just had to jump and rain on my parade. We all did, too. Not, not even just one of us. <laughs> well. Ye of little faith. The, That's us. The Sorry. dream work was derived from teamwork, as we all saw in the production that we made. And it was a lot of fun. But it, what I meant to say is that when you see everyone working together to produce something like that, it was super awesome. Caroline had, uh, you know, days before had great ideas and, and was really kind of leveraging and, and pointing the direction of how things should go, like who should be doing what, this, where, when, and how. And then Eric did a lot of uh, great stuff day of, putting th some deck lists together and all, that, and all of that jazz. I was in OBS making sure that all the scenes were put together and Arthur put together great pieces as well. All of that uh, went towards, you know, a really seamless process and, was a lot of fun, and uh, I think it's something we might be able to talk about the more we do. I think we'll hopefully do it in another month or so, uh, but it might be something that we kind of talk about even more so. Is like, what's all the little things that go into commentating that we haven't thought about that kind of go along with that, which is a lot of fun and very, very enjoyable. And even though, you know, the Arena Community Cup was uh, maybe on that, the small carrots, as we talked about last week in terms of the competitive side of Magic, we got our first taste of Magic Fest online this past week, and there was a lot to talk about. There's a lot to do that goes along with it, and uh, people have been competing in, in various facets with it. And Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher, I, I want to kind of talk to you for a little bit about what was your experience here over the last week with Magic Fest online, uh, you know, what you played, how you did, but also your experience with uh, how they ran the event and, and what that experience was. Yeah, so I was either i was fortunate enough to have time to play i played two different magic fest tournaments on something like friday saturday i think or something like that and then i played another one yesterday um the tournaments are pretty reasonable they're six round tournaments usually though there was a five rounder i think it's just because of the size of the tournament but the tournaments are run in a discord channel fireballs discord and then you have like your pairings that get posted on another website your deck lists are on another page like that's a little disorganized but it is manageable um the tournament um was a little chaotic the first time i played it but the second two were actually run pretty well i thought i played one yesterday that the rounds turned over pretty quick so that was pretty nice um i played two i played three different decks i played the azorius blink deck i played the sultai ramp deck that top aided and then i played the esper grixis deck that also top aided um, I had two four twos and a three two. It was whatever, like medium records. They are reasonable. They're a lot of fun. Um, it is unfortunate there's literally zero prizes outside of a five one or a six zero finish. But um, I mean, if you do get a five one or six zero, it is pretty good value for you, I guess. I don't know, Caroline. What did you think? I know you played two. You said 
Yeah, I played one on Saturday and one on Sunday. I played both the 9 a.m. ones. Um, I actually felt both of mine were ran pretty well. I think it is kind of annoying that you have to have two tabs and a Discord. But as long as, like, I'm just a person that likes to be prepared, so I just had all, everything open, and I could just tab between them pretty easily. Um, I also know Discord pretty well, so I had, like, I basically pre-playing like in the events, I went into the channel file for all Discord, and I muted every channel. You have to actually mute them individually, which is pretty annoying. So I muted every channel. They have like four, 50 or something. And then I unmuted the event I was playing in. So I was playing in a 9 a.m. qualifier. So they have four channels, just to clarify. They have like a 3 a.m., a 9 a.m., a 3 p.m., and a 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. Um, channel. But they like rotate through them. So every day they use the same channel for the 9 a.m. qualifier. And so I um, I unmuted that channel and I unmuted the announcement channel and for the most part that was okay because I get discord notifications to my phone so I don't think I miss like too many things I they don't tag they don't say at here because there's too many people in their discord for that um, so that's kind of annoying so I've done other tournaments where they say like at everybody the rounds up they can't really do that too much because they they actually had multiple tournaments running on because they also have the Grand Prix. Um, so you do have to sort of pay attention. But the nice thing is, is they do say, okay, the round starts at X, like nine minutes or 09 or whatever, and then finishes at X59. So you know when the round is finishing and they never started before that round was up. So I think mine were actually ran fine. Um, I know Eric has a story to share that was a little less fine. Um, I did have one opponent send me a best of one. I guess a best of one game and I had swear that I sent a best of three request, but I don't know what happened. I don't know if like his overread mine or I really did misclick. I don't know. Um, but we, I won game one and it just said victory. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I remember this was game one. And so what I had to do was we had to play a best of three and he had to concern or they had to concede game one in our new best of three, but it was kind of risky because you don't really know your opponent. So like, I don't know, they could just decide not to concede game one and it's kind of awkward. Um, but they, they did, they conceded right away and they were super polite and super nice. And we almost went to time on that, that round, but uh, yeah, I think in general, everyone was pretty good. Uh, lots of people like to tag and say, so-and-so I sent you a challenge. I love that. That was really cool. I felt that was really helpful. <laughs> That's the, the perils of discord sometimes if uh, not everyone is is really aware of like oh, okay how do we do this well i'm just going to tag somebody in this whole thing did anyone tag all that was the big that's a big question i, had. I think they disabled it for regular clubs i assume yeah you couldn't even uh like you couldn't even tag a regular admin you could only tag like magic fest online admins i did have to like contact an admin one time um yeah, I felt I, like the admins were reading chat very like I never tagged admins. I just wrote questions and they responded to every single question. Oh I yeah, got they, buy. I got a buy yeah. in one of them. <laughs> nice. The admins were doing a really good job. I thought like all of my interactions with the admins were really good. Um, so that was nice. Um, I will say that I played at one at nine p.m. or the nine p.m. one, which is eleven p.m. Central Time. So like very late. Um, that was the best run. Uh, Magic Fest I, online I played. So I think if you can, I like playing the later ones. Um, also, mine was pretty small. I don't know exactly how many players, but it was the smallest one I played in. And um, I think I was done by... I think I played five rounds by, I want to say, 3 a.m. or something like that. So 
It was pretty quick. Oh, I misunderstood your message. You said you were done by 2.30, and I thought you meant you dropped by 2.30. Yeah, well, I dropped in round five after I lost round five by 2.30. Yeah, I thought that you meant that, yeah. I just thought you meant you had played three rounds and dropped like a normal. Oh. I don't know, I guess. <laughs> no, the rounds, like multiple rounds were done by like 35 or 40 minutes. It was very quickly turned over. It was really nice. Conan, did you find yourself uh, tagging and trying to uh, tag at all uh, for a lot of your work at Magic Fest online? What was your experience going through that? Uh, so mine was really weird. <laughs> I think mine is definitely an outlier. Um, I do want to I, I do want to start this one by saying that the the admins were awesome. Uh, they did a lot of great work. Um, they they had kind of like a nightmare scenario happening. Well, maybe a nightmare scenario. I'm sure there's like worse things that could happen. But it, it started off with basically all of the names that were put in. They, they they paired everybody, and then it was your Discord name, and then it was your Discord name again. So nobody, nobody was paired by like you couldn't like find the person to pay that play them on arena. So not thinking about like you know telling arena about this or telling the admins about this. A lot of people like myself, um, I got tagged and been like, hey, I'm gonna play you. Hey, this is my arena name, and I was like, oh, this is my arena name. So I ended up playing, um, and I ended up winning my match. And then we got back. Caroline got a buy in her in her thing, but. Lo and behold, my entire tournament got a buy for my our round one. Um, so I ended up winning round one, but also ended up winning round one as well with a buy. Um, so I guess that's that, that's kind of like 2-0, right? Um, my next round, we got paired. Um, but the for five, five or ten minutes, there was pairings that weren't correct. Uh, but they said you could start your round. So I started my round. I won my round. And then I came back and somebody was messaging me and they were like, hey, by the way, you weren't playing the right person because the pairings weren't right the second time. So we play. So then I played them. Um, and then I, th I, I believe I beat them. I, I might have lost to them. And then and then everything kind of went smoothly after that. But it was like really weird. I ended up going I ended up going uh, five and two in a, in a tournament that actually only had five rounds in it, um, which is kind of which is kind of interesting. Uh, so it was, it was like, um, it, it basically just like, it felt like, especially like when things aren't going or things are going wrong, um, that discord just basically, I guess, like magnified the problem, right? Because the only way that people could figure out what was going on was just yelling in this room where there's just chat going like a mile a minute. So like, you don't actually know what's going on. You just know that there's a problem because everybody's yelling. Um, so I think, I think that was like one of the biggest problems and I, like, it would be nice if there was just like, there was like a tournament announcement page, but they just like, weren't using it to like, give us the information that we wanted, even nobody, nobody else can type in there. So maybe that's like a, a solution that they could use is just be like, Hey, we know that there's a problem. There'll be a repair. Everybody check in here. We could tag everybody this way or whatever. But like Caroline said, there might be multiple tournaments running at the same time. So I don't really know what the solution would be, but like, I think that might just be a nice thing because. By the time I got back, I didn't know there was a repair because, you know, there was something like 200 messages that went by. And now it's, you know, I have to scroll up for for like a minute before I can find all that information. Um, so it was, it was a little frustrating. Um, I ended up going, like I said, I ended up getting two losses, which means I didn't qualify for the weekend thing. Um, I'm probably going to play in another one, but uh, it like definitely didn't make me excited about playing in the next one. Yeah, I, I think, it, it. you know, when I saw what a lot of the stuff was going on, 
with Magic Fest Online, but even just a lot of, you know, competitive uh, magic events and even non-magic events that people were doing, is that, you know, the circumstances have led to Magic Fests being done in this way. And as such, there's just a, a lot to learn. And I kind of like the perspective that you're taking with Econo, the fact that I think everybody's thankful that we have these events and that we just want to point out, hey, these are the things that can help make them better. You know, it's it's wonderful that we've taken this first huge big step. And now let's just make some minor tweaks so that the next steps after that uh, can be even better so that we just have, uh, you know, this was a wonderful experience overall. Now let's just make it even better. Yeah, I think a lot of the times, um, you know, like... Uh, we we hear it a lot on Twitter, like magic players complaining about stuff or whatever, and that that definitely happens. But I think a lot of the times it comes from a, a place of that we're complaining about something that we care about because we want to see it get better, right? It's like I love the idea that there is a magic fest I, that 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 I can play at from home when all this stuff is happening, and I just like I would like it to be more functional because I think it I think it's something that's great, and I, I really really hope that like you know going forward they just they get they get it figured out and it runs a lot more smoothly yeah i i think that's something that uh, is important to keep in mind whenever we give feedback to whomever if we're participating in, in a tournament we want to give feedback to an admin uh, or we're we're letting our uh opinion be known in the the echo chamber that is twitter or whatever it is that uh criticism is good and criticism is fine uh, but how we frame that criticism and uh, don't forget that when we make criticism to also embrace and provide compliments to the things that you did enjoy at the same time, I think we'd all have a better experience with uh, competitive magic overall. What was, uh, what was everybody else uh, kind of any, any other last thoughts to uh, the Magic Fest online structure, at least for this, you know, this very first week of it? Uh, what are we looking forward to uh, as they continue to do these things going forward in, in, the, in the days and weeks and potentially months to come? Um, I really liked that there was act technically Grand Prix coverage was back this weekend. Um, it's not quite the same as it could have been. Um, but we got to watch like 16 rounds of standard being covered, um, all the time with some Riley videos in between. So, you know, not the worst. Darn right. I mean, that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, for the longest time, what was the one thing that people were kind of lamenting uh, over the past few months, which is the lack of coverage of a lot of things? And now, uh, almost by necessity, we're seeing a lot more coverage in a very different way. But it's a lot of it's a lot of the similar faces and a couple of new faces, and all of them. It, you you get this kind of sense of solidarity from the highest levels of magic and even the highest levels of production to uh, folks that are just putting on a podcast for tens of people. Is that we're all just kind of figuring this thing out as we go along, and that in my mind actually kind of gives me uh, more reason to enjoy the streams when I see them. Yeah, I think one of the cool things, and I think you brought it up, uh, it, it, like in in passing, Brasky was like. Like you've definitely seen some of these coverage people before, and then there's definitely some that you you might have heard of, but maybe didn't see, or maybe you just never heard of before. And I I think that's really cool. Is is that like a lot of new people are getting um are, are like getting exposed to like a, a, a like a, I guess like a new crowd. I guess like a lot of people are getting exposed to a new crowd, right? Um, for instance, I saw what was it? Uh, I hope I, I hope I don't say her name wrong from Twitter. Uh, Tappy Toeclaws, as she's one of the cosplayers. Um, like I had never like met her before. I've like known her from like Twitter and stuff like that. Or, like I've seen her pop up and stuff like that, but I'd never seen her do coverage. I don't really know what she was like about, um, outside of like, uh, outside of like cosplay and stuff. And I thought it was like really cool watching her and Huey do coverage. Cause they're, they're obviously very different people. And, uh, I, I thought it was just like cool to just like not see 
the, the same faces that you see all the time. It's just like it's really fun to see new people uh, on the coverage, which is really awesome. Yeah, opportunity abounds in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I think you set up pretty good there. Just like even I got a feature match. Um, I was streaming one of the days on Fireball, and they hosted me, so that was pretty cool. And then I ended up like watching my own stream, like going back and watching, and just like you know, they did a really good job. Like they're giving a lot of new people, like new streamers like me, a good opportunity and. It's really cool that they're hosting streamers who are streaming their tournaments. So it's a really good opportunity for players like me who are trying to, you know, do something with streaming or, you know, do something with magic. So it's a really cool opportunity for everyone in general. And it's fun for those that uh, who have like teams like Swagoy because we knew that you were on coverage and we saw that you were going to be on coverage and you were like, hey, you're in Discord. It's like, hey, everybody, I'm going to be on coverage. And we're all sitting there. And anyone that was around like jumped into the stream and, and we were roasted all like, me. We're like, yeah, go Sean. Like, this is going to be awesome. But then I realized that I was in the official magic stream and I was like, I was like, yeah, go Sean. This is, wait, no, he needs to know that how I feel directly. So then I jumped off that stream and jumped over to your stream. I was like, yeah, go Sean. And I was doing all that kind of stuff. Just being like, here we are being supportive of everybody jumping all over the place. But it was, it was fun. It was cool. It was almost like, uh, you know, I, I can imagine like being the virtual, you know, it's the virtual version of sitting there and going, oh, hey, your friend's going to be at this table. And, oh, cool, I'm going to jump over and watch them play. And then I'm going to, like, after they're done, I'm going to come back and be like, hey, dude, you totally misplayed. Like, I just, I don't want to be that guy, but, like, hey, you, th- you threw game two, you threw game three, you threw game one, you threw the whole thing. And then just kind of <laughs> go off from there. Yeah, definitely my feature match was, like, not very great because I definitely just got crushed <laughs> in game you, three. You put up a good fight. You put up a good yeah. fight with Sasa. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, though. I mean, like you said, like, it's really cool that, like, I had a bunch of people watching me and, like, I was able to get opinions from people. So it's a really cool opportunity. I hope that it gets to happen to me again. I mean, I'm going to try to stream every one I play. So hopefully it happens again. Nice. Anything else that we want to touch on about uh, the past week in, in competitive magic and online magic? Any, anything else that we want to make sure we dip our toes into before we uh, move on to the next section? Um, It's funny because <laughs> there's actually been relatively breaking news sort of first of all uh, cfb did tweet out while we started our meeting they canceled more gps and they canceled into the future a lot further than i expected i don't know if everyone saw this but they officially canceled toronto prague seattle that's the one i'm sad about uh valencia and providence uh which takes you almost i believe to the end of june so it's pretty far it's kind of crazy to think about. Um, and then on top of that, which you'll notice because they canceled Seattle, they have also canceled all regional players tours and previously the Mythic Championships that were related to this, what they were calling like a half season. So so they're just doing a full regular new season for MPL, Mythic Points, Rivals, et cetera, et cetera, starting asterisks starting in July. But again, it's un- so basically they're letting all the rivals in MPL that are currently in their spots just stay in their spots. So no move up, move, no move down. They basically are erasing the season. Uh, and then they've added some people based on their finish from the Phoenix or the regional players tour that happened in February. Um, but other than that, they're not ending anyone else except uh, the mythic point earners, I think. That part was kind of confusing. I believe the TLDR is that Eric has an outside chance of getting a rival slot but it's really outside <laughs> like i'm just gonna win all of them i'm gonna get 10 wins and everything now okay Done. yeah Great. that that's that's how you would get there for sure um and so all basically 
nothing is happening until July. Uh, that being said, there are still qualifiers for all of these things. All the online tournaments, all the PTQs, everything is still qualifying for events that are scheduled to happen in July. Um, so there's that. Like, you know, the worst news could have been that they're like, hey, we're we're deleting this season and we're pausing any more qualifications for the next season just in case. So they didn't do that. So that's still a reason to be playing Magic, which is good. Yeah, it's interesting seeing how they've just made all of these massive shifts, most of them out of necessity. Um, but like a, a lot of things, there's always the questions of, well, did we think about this? Did we think about this? You know, um, And then maybe they have to backtrack some stuff or make some further adjustments and changes. And and Mr. Toolshed and, and Conan Hawk, I, you know, what's your initial impressions? Because it was very recent news from the time of recording this podcast that we saw all of the shifts and changes going on. What's your initial thoughts about what you see and, and what further questions do you have so far? Um, I mean, for me, it doesn't really... I mean, it affects me a little bit, but not really too much. I'm kind of a little worried about the future of Grand Prix um, with, you know, these cancellations. So if we're canceled up until, you said it was the end of June, Caroline, correct? Yeah, they just released that tweet about an hour ago. Okay. And I want to say GP Vegas is in August. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, GP yeah. Vegas is in August. That's, so that's different than June. Right. Well, yeah, right. Oh, August comes after June. My bad. Dang it. <laughs> um, the big one that I always, I would say that, like, if they canceled Vegas, then, like, I would be like, oh, man, like, this is, like, I mean, it's already serious, but, like, then it's, like, oof, now it's, like, getting really bad. Like, I'm a little worried about the future of GPs with how many they're canceling. Um, maybe, you know, grabbing my tinfoil hat here, maybe they just, like, go, I guess we're only going to have GPs for three months this year, like, or something like that. Like, that'd be kind of a bummer. Uh, but I mean, they got to do what they got to do. I mean, so. Oh, so, sorry, I don't know. I'm not even confident I want to go to a Magic tournament, even if they, if they, as in a random person, decided, oh, it's okay to have large gatherings again. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure I'd want to. I'm like, I'm pretty happy to wait it out. Right, right, right. Like, I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, I could just see myself not not hitting up a tournament until, like, I don't want to put a time because we don't know when this is. So, mm-hmm. like, let's say plus two months after everybody right. else says it's okay. I've heard a lot of speculation and calculations based on, like, uh, an ebb and flow effect. So, you know, we all isolate now, we all unisolate, and then it, JK, it goes back again. So, <laughs> um, it kind of it's like worrisome that oh no grand prix are being canceled oh that's so sad like i had a team for this team grand prix but then also like i don't know if i would actually want to go like i was just thinking about it you mentioned vegas and i was like god there's so many people at vegas i'd have to touch people and see people and i know i'm out (laughs) like that was what i was thinking as you were talking about gb vegas right now i just i went to 7-eleven on the weekend and the person asked if I wanted a bag and I jumped out of my skin because I was just so anxious to be there that like them just talking to me freaked the shit out of me. Like I was just like, whoa, uh, no, no, no bag. Thanks. Bye. It's, <laughs> like, a, it's a great point, though, is is the fact that we we are redefining uh, how we are living our lives right now. And so going back to a time before, in this case, you know, large Magic the Gathering uh, situations, or it could be you know any big sports event, or hanging out in a park with a bunch of people, going to a concert, whatever it is, uh, is is going to lead to some trepidation and some some timid mm-hmm. feelings very much initially. And so, 
you know, there might be a point where uh, government organizations uh, will say, you know, hey, it's fine to go back and, and go do these things now. But there's a lot of us that like, I, I don't know if I accept that information. Like we have to really wait until we hear it from, I don't know, maybe the World Health Organization or the scientific community to really say, hey, this is a time where it's okay to kind of go and interact, especially with in terms of flattening the curve and all that kind of stuff, where it's going to take some time to come back to some normalcy. But at the same time, uh, it is some necessary actions that I think we need to take, and it'll it'll hopefully in the long run uh, get there. But it's going to take some time for us to feel comfortable getting back to a place of competitive magic with a lot of people in one big room. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. I mean, like, if let's just say, like Caroline, like the tournaments are canceled, GP or at the end of June, and they're like, "Yep, we're gonna have this GP in August." Like, I might, I still might not go to Vegas. Like, that's like if I what I was trying to get at was like if they cancel Vegas, that's like one of the flagship Grand Prix to me. So like, them canceling Grand Prix Vegas would be like, oof, man, like. I don't know what's going to happen with Paper Magic, but yeah, I'm still not 100%. Like, normally I would have my flight booked and everything. I'm not going to book a flight anytime soon for Magic Fest Vegas or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Future Magic's, like, really up in the air right now. I would be I would be very surprised if I'm going to Vegas in August with just how things are going right now. I don't see this ending anytime soon, so I don't even remember what we were talking about at this point, so... <laughs> <laughs> it shifted into a great conversation about the the future future of you know magic, especially in person magic. It just it just never really occurred to me. Like we've just spent <laughs> like the last <laughs> the last four hundred sixty five days of March have just felt like reactionary to the future. Like oh no, they canceled Detroit. That's crazy. Oh, they canceled seven other Grand Prix. Oh, they canceled forty five other Grand Prix. Like they canceled this. Um, the season of magic they're delaying it to next season like all of these things have been like announcements for the future at no point have we ever reached the point where we're like oh shoot we don't actually know when this is going to end and then when it ends what does ending look like and I want to be positive and so I don't want to dwell on this for too long but the point I'm trying to make is people decided to isolate in varying degrees and levels of timing based on how they felt as comfortable. So like we've been isolating in this house for like 18 days, but other people, spring breakers in Florida have not. And my point is it's going to be the same on the other end. Like there is going to be an end date, knock on wood, and someone's going to announce it and people are going to start leaving their houses and that's great. But there are going to be people, probably me, that will not be ready for that. And that's what I think we're not prepared for with magic. I think it, it didn't occur to us, at least not me, that eventually, even when Grand Prix are okay, will I be okay going to them? And that's like something I was just like, oh, shoot, I haven't thought about that. So now I have something to worry about tonight. Yay. Great. And so do our listeners. Everyone, I just want you to You're make sure that- welcome. <laughs> Please send all of your thank yous to us on Twitter at Swagoy Gaming about all of the worries you have about going back to in-person magic. But they're not those those feelings aren't unreasonable. Uh, they're in fact perfectly reasonable feelings to have, and it's one of those things that I, I've learned where it's it's not ever going to be a place where maybe that we ever come back to. Okay, things are normal now, uh, but I think it's more of a okay. We're in a place where this is the new normal. Uh, things are manageable and safe as they were, as they could be, which is the same thing as to say, like, oh, it's, you know, you're going to drive your car today. Well, you have this amount of chance of getting into a car accident, but 
it's relatively safe to go drive your car. It's relatively safe to go fly in a plane. And it's going to get to that point where it's relatively safe to go and have human interaction and, and shaking hands and doing all that kind of stuff again. But there's still very much that, that shyness that we have. Uh, and rightfully so, because this is a huge event that's impacted us in a lot of ways. And even though it might be a new normal, uh, the one thing that has really stuck with me that people have talked about is there's nothing to say that this new normal can't be better, that it can't be better than the old normal. And so when we eventually get back to whatever new normal there is, I'm really hopeful, judging just by the last week of the ingenuity and the fun and, and what people have come up with just in the game of magic, not just in the world, is what that new normal is going to look like. And I think I, I, I always try to take that positive spin that I think the game of magic is going to have a new normal, but I'm hopeful and I'm going to do all that I can to make sure that, that new normal is something that I want to be a part of and something that we can all enjoy. Oh, you're so much better at whatever I was trying to say. I don't think it's a better thing. I just, I'm jumping off of the points that you were making. You make great points and I just want to add to them. And I want to add something else to this podcast, which is how we're trying to get better at the game. Because we've already discussed how we're trying to get better at, at life and every other part of Magic the Gathering. And Carnhawk, that's what I want to know. For this next week, what are you doing to get better at Magic? Um, so I think we brought it up earlier. I'm playing some decks that I might not enjoy, um, but I am, I am certainly playing them. Um, because, uh, if the, if the change, uh, that just happened does give me a shot at the rivals, uh, the rivals league, I guess I should probably get my button gear and, uh, start learning some decks for the mythic point challenge, which I think is on April 4th. So definitely want to get that. I definitely want to get that done. So that's what I'm doing this week. Mr. Toolshed, how about you? I'm kind of not, I'm not getting burned out of magic, but like, I'm really not jiving with it too hot right now. Um, so I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break, maybe just a couple days, but I'm just going to try to step away from the game again and um, try to figure out what I'm going to be focusing on. Right now, I'm just really not sure. I've tried so many different decks, and I find enjoyment in almost zero of them, so I'm not really sure what to do right now. So I'm just going to be taking a step, or a step back and just kind of like play some Animal Crossing and, you know, you know, get my life in some perspective in my life. So I'm going to figure out what I'm doing this week. I'm not really, it sounds like I'm having an existential crisis, but I'm really just not sure what I'm doing in magic right now. So I guess it might be an existential crisis, but really not sure what I'm doing in standard right now. going to try to figure it out, and maybe I just don't play standard until Ikoria comes out. Who knows? We're going to come back next week, and Mr. Toolshed's going to be like, hey, y'all, I'm living in a yurt. I have uh, I've redefined what I think magic is, and it's it's totally different than what I've thought. So I'm just going to go with the flow, man. I'm, I'm going to be strictly a... Uh, a cube legacy draft player. That's all it is. That's 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 what I'm going to be. That's awkward because the cube went offline today. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man. Back oh, to the year. Modern Horizons uh, one comes comes out on uh, Moto tomorrow. Does that mean that we don't get to see LSV for like another I don't know a couple of months? Nah, I think he's that's got like the that he's got the online coverage now. He's he's around. Done and done. And Caroline, what are you going to be up to to get better at Magic this week? I have pretty much decided that I only want to do the qualifiers on the weekends. I want to treat it like I would normally with magic. I usually play like mini tournaments or things like PTQs and local stores and whatever on the weekends. And so I think I want to keep doing that. Um, I am doing a streamer showdown event thingy with my fellow friend, Mythic Michaela, and we invented something called the arena gauntlet. 
where round one, we're going to play, we're going to draft a best of one deck and then play it against each other. And then the loser can pick the, the next format. And we're going to play until we get three match wins. And so you can pick any format that's available on uh, Arena, including Standard, Historic, or Brawl. And you just can't double pick a format. So if I lost, then I pick Brawl, and then I lose later on, I can't pick Brawl again. Um, that's the only rule. But that's like going to be like a fun little thing on Wednesday. And then on Friday, I'm doing some coverage for our final week of VML coverage, which is pretty cool. We're doing a live tournament, our first time doing live. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then Saturday, I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't think I want to play. I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. But there's the Magic Fest online tournaments are slightly different next week. So like April, I don't know, like fifth or something. They're a little bit different. And so I'm not sure I want to play them because you have to get five wins. And you have to go 5-0 instead of 5-1 or better. So we'll see. Um, but I've also just been playing a lot of board games and uh, Animal Crossing and not Magic-related stressors. Um with my roommates, so that's fun too. Nice, and of course, with uh, all the things you're doing with Mythic Michaela, uh, I'm sure that you'll be keeping everyone up to date on uh, all of your social media platforms and the like. Nah, I hate Twitter. Ah, Just of kidding. <laughs> of course, I had a good tweet today. I, I tweeted that my new goal is to always leave a Zoom meeting before the person ends the meeting. Like, I, I want to be out of there before they click end. I want to add an animation to Zoom, which is if you leave the meeting before someone else ends it, not only does your video screen go away, but like a puff of smoke, like Looney Tunes, when someone runs away real fast, like that goes up as well. Someone, someone reminded me that really awkward when you're the last two people left in the meeting and you're trying to avoid eye contact as you close the meeting because you're just like, oh no, we've already said goodbye. And then you're like finding the X. <laughs> it's the Zoom that version. Good it's the Zoom version of going, well, see you later. And the then Minnesota goodbye, as we call it. Yeah. Or takes, like the- Takes 10 the, minutes. The one where you say goodbye, but then your car is in the same direction, so you're both walking to the parking lot. Yep. That one's the worst. Yeah, the we'll never know what that feels like again, but trust me, it's the worst. I would just pretend to walk off in another direction. Like, oh, I think my car's on that side of the parking lot, and then wait for them to drive off, and then yep. I go find my car. See, it's also like when That's you... a very Canadian thing to do. <laughs> it's also like when you're on an elevator, and you move to the front because you think it's your floor, so you kind of mush around people, and then the doors open, and you walk out, and you realize you got off on the wrong floor. But you can't oh, look like you got off on the wrong floor, so you just keep going. It's like okay. getting back on. Yeah, there's no. As a kid, like I used to bus, um, I used to have to go to school like about an hour away on public transit, and I used to all the time pull the bell too early because I was so anxious I was going to miss my stop that I I would think it was my stop and I'd pull the bell. And they'd pull up and I'd be like, this is definitely not my stop. But I am not telling the bus driver that I was wrong. And I would get up and I would walk the extra like half a kilometer home in shame in my like black dress shoes and my kilt and my <laughs> private school uniform. And I was like, nope, not telling anyone I made a mistake. This so. is the equivalent of the days land where you get days and you play a basic untapped and you just have to <laughs> say go. <laughs> Well, it's good to know that that uh, that that is what you're going to be doing in Magic the Gathering for the next week or so is is looking at Zoom meetings and discussing the different Canadian and Minnesotan ways to leave and enter conversations. Shall we touch on the upcoming Magic events? Yeah, uh, we I kind of let some spoilers go in the beginning about the continued cancellation of Grand Prix, uh, which was expected. Um, but always sad to read. Um, we do have the cool Magic Fest online things. They've been going pretty strong. We got to see our first. So, okay, 
let's just set a baseline for names of things so that I'm not that confusing. <laughs> the daily qualifiers are, I'm just going to call them daily qualifiers. That's fine. But I'm going to call the weekend tournaments Grand Prix. I'm sorry, I just am. They're technically called weekly championships, but let's just hear me out. They're Grand Prix. That's fine. So the, the first uh, online Grand Prix just happened. It was pretty cool. Um, Mark Jacobson won. Uh, and then this week right now, as we're going on, there are current daily qualifiers for the upcoming uh, weekly championship, AKA Grand Prix. And that th both of those are the only two that are in what's called series or season one. Okay. And at the end of season one, they are going to take the best 32 from both of those um, weekly championships, AKA Grand Prix. And they're going to host a finale which they're calling a season finale, which we could maybe call a mini pro tour. Don't freak out. Don't worry. It's not actually oh my a pro God, tour. I'm freaking let's, out. Let's just say like a season finale is sort of like making it to the pro tour. Um, and then in that cool event, which is happening. What a nice if they had dates for me. It is happening. I have to unselect un push to talk while I go find it one second. Uh, it is happening April 10th to 12th. Um, because that's happening, there isn't a weekly championship. There is not a Grand Prix on that weekend, which doesn't sound like a big deal. You're like, whatever, Caroline, there's still magic. There is. But that means the previous week, so April uh, 4th all the way to April 10th, what do they run? They can't run daily qualifiers. There's nothing to qualify for. And they can't run daily qualifiers for the following weekend. That would be insane. There'd be so many people at the next Grand Prix. Or, yeah, so they can't run daily qualifiers for a Grand Prix that's not happening. But what they can run is something called a last chance qualifier. Um, and what you need to know is nothing has changed. They are still at nine or 3 a.m., 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m. They are still $25. Um, the difference is there are only five rounds, not six rounds. And you have to go, I guess I'm not sure of that, but you have to go 5-0 to qualify. Yeah, they must only be five rounds. So they are a little bit shorter but you must be better than you were previously. And if you go 5-0 or better, you get to go straight to go. You get to pass the, the weekly championship, a.k.a. the Grand Prix, and you get to go straight to the Pro Tour. So imagine if you can, follow me with me, you're at a Grand Prix that's hosting a Pro Tour, and on the Thursday there's those cool like last chance qualifiers to go straight into the Pro Tour, uh, the one that Eric claimed he was going to win in, in Phoenix. Um, that's exactly what's happening here. That whole week leading up to April 10th, will be these last chance qualifiers. So they're a little bit harder to qualify for, but they get you into a much cooler tournament that's going to be a lot smaller than any of the weekly championship things have been. And the prizes are are greater, including uh, top two of that uh, final event qualify for the Players Tour final, which at this point, who knows when that will be. But it's pretty cool. <laughs> Love it. So all of the things to kind of keep in touch with in the world of competitive magic. And that's going to do it for us for this week. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been it's been really nice to engage with folks even about magic the gathering or other things or about life in general. It reminds us like, "Oh, okay, this provides me a little sense of normalcy because I think we're all in agreement that right now is a mixture of a lot of meh and a mixture of stir crazy and a mixture of feelings about the game. We're ready for a new set. We're ready for a new normal. We're ready for new things to come our way. And I think we're all in agreement about that. But I can also agree that uh, there's plenty of other things to touch base with us uh, around the world of social media. Before I continue on this conversation, Caroline, you had a comment. 
Uh, I messed up and forgot about some things. One, one of which is pretty cool. I, I don't know a lot of details because this actually came in while we were recording. Mana Traders have announced a tournament. Uh, I don't really know how to describe it other than they're making money out of thin air. Um, <laughs> I, I, I perused it really quickly, but basically the prize pool is $500 for rankings. There's like a bunch of tournaments that you can play in. They don't start till June, so it's really far away, but this is important. Nine non-subscribers can win $500 and mana traders subscribers can win $5,000. It's not really clear what the $5,000 is <laughs> and it's really confusing and I'll have more details next week. But that being said, it's really cool because it does sound like everybody is putting effort into away from paper magic and into competitive play um, through through the internet. And that's really cool. And that's something we haven't had before. So really look out for all of these ones. This one's called the Mana Traders series. So definitely look out for some cool things. Heck yes. Everyone should be keeping a lookout for that. And of course, you can keep a lookout for us about everything Friends and Magic related by following us on Twitter at Swagoy Gaming. That's where you can find out information about our podcast, as well as information about uh, all the goings-on of different competitive tournaments that we're involved in, whether that be the Aspirant League, whether it was about the uh, Arena Community Cup, or other things going on there. You can also check us out online at our website at swagoi.com, S-W-A-G-O-I.com, where you can learn about all of our competitive esports teams from Hearthstone to Magic to Variety Streamers and more. And there, of course, are different ways to engage with our hosts, which is what I want to know is where folks can find you on the internet. Conan Hawk, let's start with you. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Conan Hawk on both Twitter and Instagram, uh, and then also Monday through Friday on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk. And Caroline, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, on Instagram at the, the Mighty Linguini, and on twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays. I always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic. Uh, as usual, I am playing this week with Mythic. Or sorry, as usual, I will tell you about a thing that has already happened, but that's okay. Um, I am playing with Mythic Michaela, and we're doing a pretty cool gauntlet thing. And if it works well, I kind of want to tweet it and like, offer it as ideas to other people because it was it sounds pretty fun and could look really really fun fantastic sean do you want to follow up where people can find you on the internet yeah you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash mr toolshed and twitter.com slash mr toolshed i'll be playing not really sure what probably some magic fest saturday night playing some weird medium standard deck so come say hi come hang out come tell me what to play Sounds great. And of course, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. And that's going to do it for us this week. We will see you all again next week for another episode of Friends in Magic. Bye. Bye. See ya.